up, though? It's Duane Dandridge, CEO of Black Leads Detroit, and we are back with another episode of Speak for Yourself. And I have Javonna Watson, owner of Detroit Sip, amongst other things, as our guest with me today. Hello. What up, Bill? How are you? (laughs) I am good. How are you? I'm okay. So we like to start off with inviting our guests to introduce themselves, right? Like you, uh, I think I've seen you in a few different spaces, but I think one of the things that always makes me feel a little bit eerie is when I'm someplace and somebody introduced me and I'm like, ah, I wouldn't introduce myself that way. So for that reason, we like to invite you to introduce yourself. What would you like the audience to know about you? It's funny you should say that because my name is no longer Watson. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm Javonna Fudge. Javonna Fudge. Yes. Okay. Um, so we'll I, get that part right. Yes. No <laughs> longer a Watson, so that's mm. necessary. I restored my maiden name, so okay. I've gone back to Fudge. Okay. Got you. Anything else you want to know about you? Uh, I am a native Detroiter, born and raised, uh, the owner of Detroit Sip which is the Community's Coffee Shop. The Community's Coffee Shop. Where is Detroit Sip located? On Six Mile, if you're from the area, between Livernois and Wyoming, uh, Google will tell you it's West McNichols. Yeah, Six Mile, right? Yes. (laughs) So what is going on at the Sip these days? Do you have an event coming up uh, sometime later on this month? We do, actually. So on May 20th, um, we're doing a fundraiser for Domestic Violence Awareness. Part of that comes from an increased amount of violence that we're seeing, not just in Detroit, but all across the country. I mean, we also kind of don't think of men being survivors of domestic violence. So just shedding light on men and women being survivors of domestic violence, raising money for that. Um, We're going to have live music and then there will be an artist painting um, inspired by whatever the music leads her to paint. And that masterpiece will be auctioned off with the proceeds going to um, benefit a domestic violence shelter. Interesting. Interesting. Who's the artist? Her name is Angel. Um, I can't think of her Instagram name right now. Um, It's escaping me, but it's all over our social media. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. Um, I mean, wish we didn't have these type of causes that we had to like support. Like they just didn't exist. Right. That would be ideal. But uh, shout out to you for, uh, again, like using the Detroit SIP to bring some things that we need in the community. Um, What's your day job? (laughs) So my day job, um, I am an attorney um, and I'm a prosecutor. So that's what I do during the day. Right, right, right. So Detroit SIP, um, what made you want to start a coffee shop? Coffee brings people together. Like music, uh, it transcends every boundary that we as human beings can put up for intentional separation reasons or just by by preferences. So coffee breaks that down um, because it transcends gender. It transcends um, economics, race, all of that. Everybody loves coffee. Most of us. Well, you don't even drink coffee. I don't, but I'm not alone, am I? No, I don't drink coffee either. (laughs) No, I'm a tea person. Likewise. And you always have some good tea at Detroit Sip, so I appreciate that. Um, People coming together, why is that important to you? So this literally is my community, um, and it has been for a very long time. And in being around here, I realized that we don't know each other. 
we at the time, Mary Grove was a university, but then we have U of D. You wouldn't even know that you were in a college area. Unlike when you go to Wayne State, you see people on their bikes, you see people with backpacks, so you can identify them as students. Mm -hmm. So it just helped me to see how fragmented we are. And it was an opportunity to bring people together so that we can get to know each other because we're neighbors. Hmm. What is um, something that, like, I guess the thing that you're really proud about that Detroit SIP has been able to bring um, to the community? Um, I know one of my favorite things was like the chess piece, but what is the thing that, that makes you like most proud about Detroit SIP? The connections that are made and not just my dreams coming true, but other people's dreams, watching them manifest. Um, I wouldn't know you all. I wouldn't be familiar with Black Leaders Detroit or other um, organizations that really have the mission of helping small businesses. So those connections, those relationships, um, because none of us make it on our own. Right. It's really hard. Today, right. I didn't like being an entrepreneur. I have to be transparent. It's mm. Talking to an accountant and bookkeeping and all of that, yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. So I think um, giving us that support, that network to um, when you feel like giving up, somebody else is pushing you along or you've aligned yourself with someone else so you can encourage them when they're having a down moment. Yeah. You talk about, it's, it's interesting because we had Rachel Allen on last and she was just talking about how hard it is and the toughness, like she enjoys it, but like how difficult it is. And that's the part that people don't often get to see, right? Like when you come into Detroit SIP, you just see the beautiful art, you see the mural of uh, Coleman Young, you're getting some, uh, like an assortment of cakes and sandwiches and whatnot. And you always have, uh, folks working there with like great, huge personalities that make people feel really, really welcome and invited. So I don't know what you're doing in your hiring practices. I know that it's probably challenging. You've probably seen some challenges, but you do a good job with like the people that you vet and, and, and end up with in there. I always enjoy it. Well, thank you. Yeah. That is a requirement of how people are treated because mm -hmm. I'm living proof. You can teach coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, so how you treat people and how people feel coming in there is the most important thing to me because people can go elsewhere. They don't have to come into Detroit SIP for anything. They could go through a Starbucks that has a drive through You know, our streetscape is not the most welcoming um, what's going on right now for small businesses. So they don't have to intentionally come into that coffee shop. They can go anywhere. And I want people to know that it's noticed and appreciated. And that's non-negotiable how someone is treated when they come in there. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. I, um, I appreciate that as someone that frequents Detroit SIP. Um, what is happening? Is it like with your neighbors? I'm seeing a lot of, uh, I would say, I'm seeing other businesses open up. Um, I'm seeing like buildings being activated, other buildings being like worked on. Um What's the difference between when you first opened Detroit SIP and kind of some of the energy and what's happening over there now? So when it first began, I'm going to tell you, it was lonely and it was scary mm -hmm. and risky because I've never owned a business before. I can't quit my day job for various reasons. Um, but literally, I just prayed over it like this is the valley of dry bones mm -hmm. and things just started happening that I don't take any credit for. I didn't have any inside information about it. So the buildings were owned, but they were passively owned. Mm. 
and okay. had been owned for many years with no activity, no promise of activity. So I think that in comparison to where we are now, that we have active owners that are committed to bringing that strip back to life because we've all heard the history of how you know vibrant it used to be. So I think that that's the, the difference. We're starting to see it come to life before our very eyes. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's one of my favorite, like, passages is the Ezekiel passage talking about the Valley of Dry Bones. And what I loved is that God had told him, Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones. It's like he said, you speak to them, right? And gave him what to say, of course. So it's good to see you and others over there, like, doing work and, like, in your own way, speaking to that space, right? And prophesying in that space and putting the work in that space. And bringing it back to life. You know, it's like we see the activity in downtown and Corktown and Midtown um, and what's happening there. And don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy a nice downtown, right? Like I like those spaces. Like I'm down there all the time, very often. Um, but I also enjoy like having a space to go to in the community. But, you know, I got, you know, a sister and a brother and nephews that live on Cherry Lawn. You know what I mean? I know that they would love to have nice spots like the SIP in their community and last and stay. So um, you've been able to weather the storm of the pandemic. And I know that that had to be hard. And I remember you were um, just being thoughtful of, like, not wanting to bring people in there at a time that, that felt dangerous. So you were uh, slower, slower than some of the other businesses to open the doors back up. Uh, talk a little bit about like your thought process and like what was going on with you. I mean, I, I we get we got got a chance to go through that really really difficult time. Those of us that aren't entrepreneurs and just worried about, I won't say just because it was hard for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So educating our kids differently, working remotely and whatnot, but you also had you know the responsibility of, you know, having a business and making some really hard decisions. What what was your thought process like during that time? Well, I never expected it to last that long. Okay. Um, And the first blessing that the coffee shop received was from you guys. Mm. $700 grant, I remember. $700 grant. $700 grant. (laughs) I said, man, I could give my employees a little stipend because we'll be back to work soon. That's how I met you. And that's how I became familiar with Black Leaders Detroit. That's how I met Rachel Allen um, through that. And I don't want to be offensive in any way or minimize anyone's struggles. But COVID blessed me in ways that I never imagined. And I finally didn't feel the pressure of having to compete with other businesses because the whole world was on pause. Yeah. And because of that, I was able to focus on the business because I didn't have to work in the business. Um, I was able to be slower to open because there was no rent. Mm -hmm. There was no mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I just didn't think coffee beans were that important. Um, It wasn't an essential to jeopardize um, people and their health. I just had to put things in perspective. So it it enabled me to do that and to work on being a better business person instead of the on the job training that I've been (laughs) getting since 2017 um, owning a business. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right. It's like, I think one of the things that I experienced as an entrepreneur, I used to have a construction company and I started out 
learning carpentry under a third generation carpenter who was really good. And um, it wasn't until I was actively running my own business for a few years that I realized, Dewan, you are a decent carpenter, but you are a terrible businessman, right? <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. I thought I was learning how to run a business at the same time, but I didn't realize it was two different skill sets altogether. So can you talk a little bit about that, being able to like work in the business and all the things that you didn't know um, you would need to understand and be able to have to do as an entrepreneur? So the best piece of advice that I got on this journey, <laughs> I didn't follow. Mm. And that was, you can't work in the business and on the business at the same time and expect to thrive at both of them. One of them you're going to end up sacrificing. Mm -hmm. Here I am thinking I could juggle and do it all. And, and I can't and I couldn't. But I didn't know any other way because as a small business, I don't have enough money to pay the experts to do everything. I don't have a budget like a Quicken Loans and not to pick on them. I'm just, just using them as an example. They can have a marketing team. They can have an accountant. They can have a legal team. They can have a human resource department. As a small business, I don't have that. So I was trying to do what I thought I could um, and didn't do such a good job at it. Um, so I've just kind of learned the hard way, as my dad would call, bought lessons. And I've paid dearly. Bought lessons are the yes. best lessons. Financially, sometimes mm -hmm. I, I pay with my blood, sweat, and tears trying to learn. And that's why COVID helped me to become a little bit better, try to use my website to be more automated. Cause when you get an email, that's for me. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a team um, doing all that or the social media, all of those things require um, time. So when you have to actually work in the business, which I was choosing to do because I can't afford to pay someone to couldn't afford to pay someone to be there every waking moment. So if I could do that and carry some of the low, I don't have to pay me. Right. Um, but in doing that, I wasn't doing such a good job of taking care of the business itself and the things that need to go on. Mm. So would you repeat that uh, advice to other entrepreneurs? Um, yes, but what's, but what's the fix, though? Because many of them find themselves in the same situation as you, right? Like the only way for the business to stay open is if I work in the business. Mm -hmm. I don't have the answer. Otherwise, I would be able to quit my day job. <laughs> but um, organizations like you guys, and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here. Mm -hmm. I say that when y'all can't hear me saying it. Yeah. Um, University of Michigan's DNEP program, and mm -hmm. I'm a Spartan. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that University of Michigan's program for entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is hands down one of the best programs I've ever participated in, in terms of empowering me to be able to do things and keep the business thriving. Mm. Um, How would somebody look into that? And by the way, you probably just had Jer Jared's stomach probably just turned a little bit when you said that. I know it. That's the <laughs> only time I say go, go, go blue. That's the only time when it comes to the DNEP program only. Um, but you actually can go on their website and they have an application process so that you could apply and you get, when the businesses are selected, they get a team of legal students, a team of marketing students, a team of business students, a team of art students. And they work with that particular business mm. for the entire semester and they deliver tangible results. Mm. Go ahead and get a website. What's, what's the website? 
I'm not that big of a university oh, in Michigan. Okay, got you, got you. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> it but is the Detroit Neighborhood Entrepreneur Project. Boom. DNEP. DNEP. Yep. Take advantage of those resources when they get when people drop those resources here. Um that is 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 that was one of the things I remember you talking to me about. And I, I know that you talk about us when we're not around because people often say it. Um, and I know when you had got your, when you had got the grant, you were actually helping other folks apply for the grant as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, what was going on with that? Right. Like it was, it was a really rough time for everybody. So, and we were only giving away one grant a week. So if you helping other folks apply and they get it, that might've meant, that Detroit SIP wouldn't have gotten it. So why were you like helping folks essentially be competition for the lack of a better term? I didn't see it as competition. If, I'm, if I didn't get it this time, maybe I'll get it next time. If I don't get it next time, maybe it's not meant for me to have, but I don't sit where I sit professionally or personally having made this um, on my own. So to hold on to the information doesn't do any good. If I can't get it, maybe somebody I know um, can receive it. So that's always my mindset. It's not competition. No, that's good. That's huge. And it, it was it was interesting because I was um, working with the, another nonprofit um, at the time that we launched, and we were doing those uh, restorative village grants. That's what they were called. Mm-hmm. And because some of the someone that you had helped apply. We weren't able to get them funding, but we were able to help them. I was able to help them through another channel, um, get, you know, a decent amount of business and some new customers to come that way. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for all that you kind of mean to the community, the commitment and sacrifices that you make and creating jobs, uh, creating space um, and also being a champion uh, for the work that we do at Black Leaves Detroit. So. Um, I would love to give you an opportunity to touch on anything else that's happening um, in the ecosystem or with you or in the, on the uh, six mile um, that you might want to touch on, make people aware of, uh, but definitely, if nothing else, invite them to Detroit SIP. So I do want to um, invite people to patronize the coffee shop. We're now open on Wednesday, so we've added a day, um, just trying to meet the needs and the request of the community. But I don't want to just speak for Detroit SIP. It's hard having a small business. And God didn't tell me to quit my job and open a business. That doesn't mean I'm any less committed. But there are people who their small business is their livelihood, and they need us to support it not when something's on the news, not when it's a trending hashtag. Every single day, we have to be intentional about supporting small businesses because without my day job, the coffee shop would have been closed down a long time ago. And I'm just being transparent. Even today, the payroll came out of my pocket. Um, but because it's my dream, that's what I have to do. Um, but not everybody has that opportunity so if we could all be more intentional about supporting all small businesses, because it's easy, as hard as it is to open, it's so much harder to stay open. Mm-hmm. I thought opening was some of the hardest work I had ever done. But as my grandmother used to say, keep living. Mm-hmm. Because what you thought was hard, you're going to encounter something even harder. That's and that's what it is, um, keeping, the, keeping the doors open. It's, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. 
So get out there and support the small businesses. Um, we need them and they need us, right? Um, they, that's who you're going to go to when your kid needs a job, uh, when the family member needs a job, you're going to be trying to get them put on there. Um, but they got dope products and services, right? Like I love um, it's the peppermint tea uh, that I typically get. Your sandwiches are good. Um, I think it's a chicken salad sandwich that I've been getting more, more recently. But thank you for coming and hanging out with me and speaking for yourself. It's been a pleasure to have you here. A lot of fudge, Detroit Sip, Six Mile. Go and check them out. Peace. Calling all cyclists. We're talking about the two-wheel pedal pushers that love a good long ride. It's the Ride for Equity kickoff from Detroit to Ferndale and back. It's the first leg of a seven-day ride from Detroit to Mackinac. It all starts on May 21st at 8 a.m. Get your bike ready for the big Ride for Equity kickoff starting at Marygrove College and rolling into Ferndale on May 21st starting at 8 a.m. To register, go to bldrideforequity.org. This ride is to raise funds for black entrepreneurs and bring awareness to the importance of equity funding practices. It's seven days of biking from Detroit to Mackinac, and it all starts at the Big Ride for Equity kickoff from Detroit to Ferndale, May 21st at 8 a.m. on the campus of Mary Grove College. Go to bldrideforequity.org to register. Are you ready to ride?